Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and welcome back to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. We are back here with Lloyd DeVisser, who is our guest for the week. And my name is Brendan and I am your host for the week. Um, we are going to be reading today from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 through 6. Um, Lori, would you mind reading this for us? Just four verses and then mm-hmm. we'll reflect on it. Okay, here we go. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of the darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Hmm. Sweet. Short passage. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything in here that causes you pause, um, especially things that make you, you know, question or anything like that? Any questions you have about it? Yeah, actually the first verse. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. I just thought that was some interesting imagery. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just kind of, just kind of wondered your thoughts on that, actually. Yeah. Does it remind you of anything else in scripture? Um, well, it kind of talks about in other parts, like um, where it talks about like believers being able to see stuff, whereas unbelievers, you know, like it's veiled or it's hidden from them. I want to say, I was actually looking it up. I know it connected it to another passage. Um, in the New Testament, and I'm totally blanking on it right now. But yeah, just kind of was curious about your thoughts on that one. Yeah, um, to me, when whenever Scripture talks about veil, I think of um, two two things. Uh, first, I think the veil that was torn when Jesus was crucified. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about you know the Holy of Holies, the temple, and Jesus breaking the the boundary there, and and um, you know, tearing the barrier between us and God. Um, so I think of that, but that's not, I don't think what, what, um, what is being referenced here in Corinthians in second Corinthians. Um, he just in back in second Corinthians three, um, he's talking about, you know, the ministry of the law versus the ministry of the spirit Uh and, um, talking about, um, you know, when, so I'll, I'll just read a little bit of it. Um, uh, oh, actually, I'll read. I'll start in chapter three, verses twelve, because this is, brings in the the word that you said from uh, from Monday. Um, okay. Therefore, since we have such a hope, um, which is the the glory that we we inherit through the Spirit, um, uh, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We mm-hmm. are not like Moses, who put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away, but their minds were made dull. Um, for the, to this day, the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But when everyone, 
when anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. So then it jumps into second Corinthians four, where it says, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. So <laughs> what, what Paul is saying here to the Corinthians seems to be that, um, that there is a certain, um, you know, uh, something about the gospel is confusing to people to whom it hasn't been revealed. Like it's backwards, you know, it's, uh, un, un, uh, inconvenient. It's, uh, unacceptable to the world that holds to the structures of power and success and achievement and appetite, ambition. And, um, and so when they hear about a gospel, about a man named Jesus, who, who loved people and then died on the cross. They're <laughs> like, I, what? Like that doesn't, doesn't click with my worldview. I, I, that doesn't say anything to me until the Holy spirit reveals it to them and shows God's love in their hearts. And then all of a sudden it makes sense. Like Jesus loves me. That's why Jesus died for me. Jesus, <laughs> you know, now it makes sense. Now I get it. But um, I think that's what he means by the veil is that, that for people who are, on the course to, you know, consume their way through the world and, um, and are not, uh, you know, aware of God's love in Christ for them, it, the gospel doesn't make sense and we shouldn't expect them to, uh, mm -hmm. expect it to make sense to them. It should be backwards. The God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of the Christ, who is the image of God. So that's to say that the evil one, the enemy, has um, has blinded people to the light of the gospel. It doesn't doesn't make sense to them, and mm -hmm. it's only through Christ that um, these people can you know come to come to knowledge of their salvation. So what that says to me is that um, that if we do know the hope in Christ, if we do receive the gospel, it's only because Jesus revealed it to us. It wasn't because we you know finally it finally made sense it's not because we mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's not our own effort it's it's simply that god came to us and revealed god's self to us and so it's all it's all gift it's all grace um mm -hmm. it's nothing of our our own doing so um that's one thing that it says to me about that does i don't know does that address kind of what you're getting at yeah that does and yeah, that, that was kind of, I guess, what I not very articulately was able to say was just like, yeah, I, I think there there is that connection between what believers understand when it comes to the gospel and then people who are not believers, you know, when, like you said, the gospel doesn't make sense to them. So yeah. there's that veil part. Yeah, so. I mean, this is, this is um, to make it really practical, this is the whole thing about uh, attractional church mm -hmm. that doesn't really... Uh, work um, because if your model is we really want uh, people who don't know Jesus to to be able to walk in and feel comfortable with the mm -hmm. gospel, it's it's only by God's grace that they're able to even understand the gospel that is backwards to their experience. Um, so, I mean, there's there's a spectrum of this, you know. I don't think there's mm -hmm. right or wrong about this, but um, we have to acknowledge that um, that the gospel should feel backwards to, um, people who are, um, 
you know, uh, turning away from God who are in the opposite course. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's people who are seeking and who, uh, who something has been kindled by God in them and they want to know more about it. And so, so that's where I say there's a spectrum of like people who mm-hmm. are coming into the doors of a church or a worship gathering in a home or whatever, curiously, eagerly seeking things of God is, are going to, you know, have their eyes open to the gospel because God's already primed their hearts. And that's yeah. comes back to, again, what we have to acknowledge is that the spirit's activity here and bringing people to life and um, enlightening them to the love of God and Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, what, what got me was, um, um, where is it? Um, uh, let light, sh- the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, um, who has shown in our hearts, um, and given us uh, the light of the knowledge of glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Um, mm-hmm. So, so as we read through that, I'm imagining this uh, light that we're given to tend that we shouldn't expect the rest of the world to understand, or even like it shouldn't be. You know, we we're but we're tended we're called to tend this light that's not for necessarily you know, explaining to the rest of the world, but just bearing witness and being faithful what God's given us. And mm-hmm. um, I think I wish I could talk more in depth about what tomorrow's passage is, because that really is what gets me excited. But basically, I imagine the transfiguration mm-hmm. uh, of Jesus and uh, realizing that Jesus um, tended something internally, meaning his his own uh, identity and his own relationship with God that then became a light that um that's shown out of the darkness um mm-hmm. so so wanting to uh have that as well wanting to have a sense of transfiguration in my own life of of uh tending well the light that god has given me to bear and um and letting that be a light in my own world so cool so yeah that was me but um, anything else you want to pa- uh, drive out of this passage Lori? The only other thing that caught my mind or caught my eye was um, the beginning of chapter or of, of the beginning of verse four, where it says the God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers. And I think that resonated with me because God in that sentence is not capitalized. And it just immediately kind of brought to view or brought to mind, especially in the last year, like just all the gods that were seen served and like, just, you know, that people are so distracted, it feels like, from the things that really matter right now, like angry or upset or sad, whatever, like feelings that they're feeling. And there's, there's so many, I guess, just distractions. And that's what I read that as there's just so Mm. many distractions out there right now. And I feel like that's totally reflective of the world we're living in. It's just the God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers. Like people are so just focused on some of the wrong things so yeah yeah that's good um one one last thing i don't want to miss out of this passage that we didn't Mm -hmm. talk about at all verse five for we do not proclaim ourselves we proclaim jesus christ as lord and ourselves as your slaves for jesus sake again to bring back to elisha Mm -hmm. the sense of um servitude that elisha has for elijah um Mm -hmm. like i'm not going to leave your side i'm going to stick with you through the end um, I think that's what he's talking about. That's not, he's not talking about Elisha, but that same spirit of um, we are, we are going to bind ourselves to you in Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and we're not leaving your side. Um, we are 
um, in it to the end. And, um, and so, uh, that's, that's kind of how they, uh, they tie that to the proclamation of Jesus Christ, that not only do we proclaim Jesus Christ, but we also bind ourselves to you as your slaves. Like we are here to serve, um, the church uh, no matter what, and, um, come hell or high water, we're going to, we're going to be there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool that the proclamation of Jesus Christ, the preaching of the gospel comes with also this relational connection that um, that's really beautiful. Yeah. So anyway, um, thank you, Laura, Lori, um, appreciate your joining us on the podcast and thanks everyone for listening. Um, tomorrow is going to be our last podcast of the week. So make sure you tune in for that. Uh, Mark nine is what we're going to be looking at until then go in peace. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.